Welcome, Welcome to the Author Factor Podcast, the show for profitable insights and tips with business owners, entrepreneurs, and CEOs who use their nonfiction book to create the ultimate competitive advantage and grow their business. Grow their business. Grow their business. Here's your host, Amazon best-selling author and book publishing coach, Mike Capuzzi. Welcome to another profitable episode of the Author Factor Podcast. I'm Mike Capuzzi, and I want to thank you for joining us. My guest today is Jeff Arnold, who is the president of Right Shore Incorporated. Jeff has been an industry leader for nearly 30 years and is an expert on insurance mergers and acquisitions and managing deals ranging from six figures to more than $100 million. He has authored four number one best-selling books on insurance and technology, including The Art of the Insurance Deal, and how to beat your insurance company. Jeff, welcome to the Author Factor Podcast. Mike, thank you so much, man. I am so excited. Ever since we got this on the calendar, I couldn't wait to meet you and talk about this because I've listened to several of your shows and it's awesome, man. So excited to be here. Well, I appreciate it. And, you know, as I was saying to you, the kind of books that you are writing uh, are definitely in line with the kind that I encourage our clients to write. I didn't share it on Jeff's intro, but Jeff also has a background in uh, stand-up comedy, so that might come through here a little bit, Jeff. I appreciate it already. I've already laughed with quite a bit as we before we hit record. But listen, before we jump in and, and discuss your author journey, tell me a little bit more about your business, who you serve, and how you serve them. Sure. So we are in the insurance vertical, but I, I don't want to pause there too long because your listeners will yawn and quickly go to sleep, right? Because insurance isn't sexy for everyone. It is for me, but admittedly, that doesn't transfer to the entire rest of the world or the U.S. for that matter. Uh, but uh, so we are a technology firm in the insurance space. And, and basically, not to have a sales pitch for my company, right? Sure. But uh, our, our proprietary technology is called Discount Discovery and, and RateGuard. So basically, our technology finds missing discounts and helps people save money and they never have to shop again. So it's called the end of insurance shopping. So that's, that's enough of a commercial about right here, but that's what we do, right? Uh, we're in 42 states. Uh, our home office is in beautiful Tucson, Arizona. Listen, I want to dive a little deeper. I, I, sure. I've lived in the software industry for years uh, before I jumped into the marketing world and, and publishing world. So is this a, is it a consumer oriented uh, service? Absolutely. Consumer facing, right? We're direct, direct to public. And so, but most uh, familiar place with ours would be in the old space of like a broker or an agent, right? Only we've infused technology through the entire process, you know, the, the ability to not only hug the customer tighter, but to make several analytical assumptions about they're about to have a baby or they're about to get married or they're about to you know, buy a retirement home. And so we're just able to uh, drip information out uh, in advance, right? Using analytics and psychographics and, anal uh, and other uh, demographic stuff to, to make sure that we're aligned with them in front of them or alongside them in any of these life journeys. And so it's, you know, it's a lot about technology and psychographics and demographics, but our product is insurance, right? Transferring risk to someone else for a fee, a premium. So just before we go, because this again intrigues me, is this a, um, I should have done more research on your, your business, researching your books, but is it a paid service, Jeff, for the consumer or is it sort of, how did, I'm, I'm interested in how this works. 
No, uh, while I am the head, it is still free to the public. Although you can imagine investors in private equity firms are saying, you know, there's at least $150, $200 fee you can charge users for this, right? And so uh, admittedly, um, uh, it's a capital intensive business with uh, rates of premiums dollars has to come from somewhere. But for now, and for the foreseeable future, it's free, right? Because customers just go to rightshare.com and can get started at rightshare.com slash get started. But, and then our, our staff goes to work on, uh, you know, aggregating all, you know, 70 different insurance companies to find them the lowest rate. Uh, the difference is our people prefer to do it because they know the, you know, which discounts to look for and all the other stuff versus those consumers who like to do it themselves. Um, they may, find an okay rate, but they're going to miss some of the discounts. But we're always battling, like anybody, trust versus suspicion. Like if they can do it themselves, why would they use a human? Well, because our famously friendly humans, as they're known, have all the publications to all the discounts uh, that that you literally cannot program for all of them. So long story short, we, by, by talking to our famously friendly humans, they save money. Last question again, because I'm very intrigued That's by this. Right. Is this all types of insurance or certain types? Yeah, we're mostly in the personal line space. And then small business, uh, kind of our niche is under 10 employees. But yeah, absolutely in 42 states for everything from pets to jets is what we say, right? We insure everything <laughs> from pets to jets. And, uh, you know, what we're known for, like I said earlier, is our famously friendly humans. It's a, an exceptional experience every time they call. So That's cool. awesome. I love it. I did not know this. So now I'm even tr- intrigued even more about the fact that you, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, please, but... You've written four books so far. Are they all books relative to the business? Did you write them to sort of support the business, differentiate? Tell me more about now, you know, why why books and how, how are these books working for you and your business? Yeah, it's a great journey, right? Uh, I, I don't want to bore your listeners. I'll, I'll skip the low <laughs> points, most of them, because there are more times in the valley than on the mountaintop, quite quite honestly, right? So, and let's encourage your listeners, not discourage them. But uh, how I got started is um, a, a good friend challenged me. Um, well, not a friend, a mentor. I got to stand on his shoulders to get catapulted light years ahead uh, from, from other competitors because of was, was smart enough to shut up and listen when somebody smarter than me talks. And so that's the only thing I've been lucky at. Right? <laughs> um, but so as I'm standing on his shoulders and he's walking me through this stuff, I'm fortunate to be involved in these acquisitions you talked about, right? We've bought 40 different insurance firms, a couple insurance companies have been able to run. And then he challenged me when he was in his late 60s. He said, Jeffrey, as he called me, Jeffrey, you, you should uh, memorialize, catalog, document, uh, what we've done and what you've done because it is pretty unique and you should write a book about it. So I set out to write a book about it. And anyone that started that knows that um, your dreams are quickly met with the realities of how difficult it may be to publish a book, right? Unless it's someone as experienced as yourself. Um, so I wrote what I thought was fantastic. I shopped it out after about seven or eight different rejections. I just found something, call it divine intervention, grace of God, whatever you want to call it. I read an article in Forbes that said top 10 things to do with like $20,000. And close to the bottom was publish your own book. I'm like, I was supposed to see this. And so the first one was really um, used a a third party to help me publish what it was. Um, The interesting part was uh, I got the dose of reality real quick, as your listeners may get uh, faced with is uh, 
the editor there said, well, you write very constipated, Jeff, so we have to rewrite it to make it at least palatable and readable by the general public. And so she said, it sounds like you fancy yourself a, 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 a college professor or something, and that's too difficult for people to read, especially when it comes to insurance. So <laughs> I was fortunate that they, um, uh, they made it uh, more easily translated and understandable. Um, you know, one good takeaway from that, just for, for you, your listeners, um, Mike, is that it was pretty good guidance. She said, um, you really need to target, not as an insult, but you need to write this for a fourth or fifth grade reading level. Again, people are so busy. They're used to 10 second sound bites or 60 second videos. They don't want to read the sentence twice to understand what you said. And, and that's a big muscle memory challenge for me because I was always trying to write, I mean, I grew up the son of preachers and grandson of preachers and great grandson of preachers. So, you, you know, those kinds are not unlofty words, right? They're, they're long, deep uh, research field subjects. And so it was tough for me to, to, I don't want to say dumb it down. That's not the right word, but that's all that's coming to my tiny Keep brain it now. I mean, making it simple. Yeah. Better, better way of saying it. Yeah. Thank you. And so that's a good, um, that's a good takeaway for anyone who's not on the other side, like we are of, of publishing a couple books is, you don't, if you're writing to sound impressive, your books will be sold to you and you only, right? <laughs> so you have to write to transfer knowledge um, and, and, and hook the reader, connect them and, and talk to something that's important to them. So, And, and, and I think it's important, Jeff, and, and especially like a guy like you that has like, a, you have a, you know, you kind of have a little bit of personality, right? So you, you got to let that person, I believe you have to let that personality shine through and you know, especially when you self-publish, you're much more in control. I don't know if all your books are went through a publisher or you're doing some self-publish. Please remind me to ask you that. But um, you want your personality to shine through. You want people to begin to get to know you, to start to like you, to start to trust you. And I think the only way that happens is if you write like you really are and not try to be somebody different. So, yeah, I think it's uh, – and, I, you know, and, and listen, the strategy of writing – to a in a more simplified method that goes whether it's marketing writing book writing i mean for the unless you're writing a college textbook you're again 100 right people are overwhelmed especially on a topic like insurance right like oh my gosh <laughs> so yeah thank you for that, that that advice now going back to your books are they have you self-published any or are they all through a publisher so the last two uh, thank you. I've self-published. Um, I've actually have a fifth book out, um, and um, that that one was self-published, and that's been an uh, an exercise in fun too. Because no matter how many times I write it, uh, I, I've, I've not updated the pages correctly, or I upload them to Amazon, and it's like that's not the one that I hit the versioning <laughs> issue. And so, then maybe not everyone would struggle to that, but I'm I'm kind of way on the ADD side, right? And so for it to sit down and focus is tough for me sometimes. Uh, and so I've made lots of lots of mistakes uh, and have to, to, to redo this, but uh, apologies, Mike. The short answer is, yeah, uh, two of them I used to firm and then three now I've, I've self-published. Now, are these books, Jeff, because I haven't, I have not read them. Um, are they books that support RightShore? Are they, tell me, tell me a bit more now about the, if, if there is a strategy, especially with the more yeah. current ones, how, what's yeah. the strategy behind it? 
Yeah, so if I can uh, unpack this a little bit, and mm-hmm. I'll try not to use a ton of words, but but there's a journey through the books, right? Uh, through through the five books, and then and then the last one becomes I, I don't want to call it more egocentric, but it was like I wrote it for me because I wanted to talk about you know how we had been catapulted to growth and raise capital and become kind of a household name. But we'll start at the beginning, because like I said, I got to stand on the shoulders of a wonderful man by the name of Tim Hampton. Uh, still alive somewhere in Florida, swimming every day. Great guy. Uh, and I hope everyone can have a mentor or be smart enough to listen to someone else's advice who's learned before them. Some people, it's their dad. For me, it was uh, nothing against my father, but uh, it was Tim Hampton. So I'm grateful for him for always. Um, at any rate, so the first one was the art of the insurance deal. And he challenged me because of all the, the, the deals we had done. So briefly, that book is really about buying and selling insurance agencies and then companies, right, as we got more sophisticated and mostly filled with mistakes made along the way. I would submit to you listeners that no matter what kind of business you're buying, it's a good resource things because it can tell you all the things we did wrong, right? In the hurry to get it done, we, you know, skip some due diligence steps on some things. And so it's really full of not so much insurance stuff, um, but really how to and how not to, to buy agencies or buy, buy companies, right? And then the next one, uh, was how to beat your insurance company, and that's direct to consumers, right? And so that was really the the methodology behind that was, um, you know, uh, like like you talk about, how do you publish something that fills the top of the funnel for your business? And that's the sole goal of that, right? It's got its own landing page, right? Uh, um, Book.jeffarnold.com, and so uh, consumers by that been fortunate that it's, it's been an Amazon bestseller, and then they clearly maybe have some questions. I, I would think that not everyone's reading it cover to cover, but they're like, oh my God, when they realize I too am going to spend more than 400,000 a year in my life on insurance, not a year, 400,000 in my lifetime on insurance, because if you add it up, you will be surprised when you had life, health, auto, everything, everyone listening to this is going to spend over a quarter million, probably close to four. And so when you start thinking holistically, systemically about how much you're going to spend, then all of a sudden, calling somewhere for 15 minutes to save 10% doesn't make sense. It's like, let me get a plan in place. And that's what it does. It uh, is a funnel to get people to call our famously friendly humans and get them on a plan. Uh, And then I'll rush through the next ones real quick. Sorry, the one is insurance evolved. And so as I became kind of known as a expert in the insurance space, for lack of a better word, scratches my ego, but so I say expert in insurance, but, but you know, more people started calling. It was really predictions on what I see our industry going to. And, and it's my hope to reach into the millennials and Gen Z and the next generation, tell them what, what I predict and what I think to hopefully kind of leave, not a legacy, but just transfer some knowledge down to the next generations. The next one was uh, one of my favorites. It's just called a primer. It's like 70 pages or something. I think it's smaller than that, but uh, it's tech enabled, tech forward and tech shackled. No matter what business you're in, all of us have been faced with somebody who adopted tech in the wrong way, maybe to be tech forward or be a tech company and they've bought the wrong thing and now they're hampered by it. So, and then finally, sorry, is uh, Moments with Mooka, which is really just uh, 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 talking about right shares growth over the years and how we've come in, you know, literally catapulted into the, onto the stage in our industry. We're the most awarded insurance firm of this decade and quite frankly, probably since 2010. So that's a very long run on of, of words I vomited up there, Mike. I'm sorry, but I, uh, I just wanted to get them all out when we're talking no, about No, no, listen, I appreciate it. It's, it's, it's very interesting to see how they sort of all fit together. Jeff, what about, I mean, the fact that you're a multi-book author and there's probably more to come as you're suggesting, 
you know, you're obviously a fan of using books and, and writing these type of, of nonfiction books related to your business. Can you share one big difference, whether it was the first book, the last book, somewhere in between, where being a book author has made a difference for you in your business? Absolutely. Well, for me personally, when I'm in a crowd, now I speak like a published author, right? A best-selling author, I might add. And so I take a different tone about myself. And um, uh, no, it's, you know what? It is, it's absolutely wonderful. I'll just be sexist in here and say, as men, um, you know, there's not a lot of times in life when we get to stop and pat ourselves on the back or other people are saying great too, right? I mean, we're, we're busy and we push these things down to provide for our family or whatever. A lot, a lot of self-sacrifice. Not that women don't do it, but I'm saying the accolades become far and fewer in between for us, right? And so the great thing is to just to be able to say that, that uh, even if others aren't here, they're a best-selling author once or twice or three times, it feels great. So that, quite honestly, is the number one change. And my wife will always joke, you're in your author voice again, because I say, well, you know, children, what I'm telling you. <laughs> so that's a, it's a simple, simple-minded takeaway, but that's, that's been really cool. Um, and then for a personal journey, I was a horrible student. I mean, it, when I was growing up, it's now they would identify it as ADD or ADHD and medicate you and change it. I, I was so bad that teachers got literally got tired of spanking me and said, I cannot spank you anymore. Right. <laughs> so they just take me to the principal's off and he'd find something for me to do. And so <clears throat> to pivot later in life, I'm in my mid fifties, right. To pivot in my forties and do this and achieve this is, is kind of some personal validation. So it's really, really cool. Right. Um, not even dipping our toe in the waters of how great it's been for my company and the valuation of my firm and to people that it's helped. So, um, yeah, it's that's those are the two big takeaways, I think. I'm going to ask a loaded question here off the cuff, but since you just kind of alluded to it, I always suggest that, you know, writing a good quality nonfiction book as a business owner or author, these books become assets in your business. They do have value. They have, you know, in some cases, year after year value. I know for my own business. What is your perception on that? Or what's your, you know, your thoughts on that? Are your four now five books... Are they, do you consider them assets? I do. I mean, they're not capitalized on our balance sheet per se, right? <laughs> Speaking like an executive now, not an author, but uh, yeah, absolutely they are. And because, you know, one of the things, well, actually two quick takeaways, right? For, for anyone, excuse me, is um, two of the things. So what it has refined in our business is landing pages, right? So each of my books has a landing page. If it's tech.jeffarnold.com or deal.jeffarnold or book.jeffarnold. So they all have their own landing page. And what that taught us was, or taught me and my marketing folks is, if your single-mindedness in your product, you can lead the consumer by, because there's always trust versus suspicion. Do I want to buy it? Is there any value? You lead them through these landing pages and it helps the decision-making process. Well, now we've transferred that, that learning and that knowledge and moved it into the insurance space, like for our, our rate guard and our discount discovery technology. And so we have you know, multiple different landing pages, save.rightshare.com, um, bundle.rightshare.com, because bundle's a, a word. And, and those are literally the top of the funnel fillers for our business. And so maybe not the books so much, but on that path, we learned this, right? And then one more quick takeaway, um, it's self-aggrandizing, but but it's a good good piece. My personal website is jeffarnold.com. And by using the data, we saw that most of the people that not come on to the site 
But using the analytics to say those that do come on and buy are over 58% female. We move the colors of the website from gray and blue to a light pink, a softer blue, and got rid of the gray. Sales went up 33%, right? So, so those are two good takeaways in your own business, your own book, that if you look at the analytics and you say, well, most of them are men, well, then let's put something manly up there, right? Or if they're mostly female, or in this case, more than 58%, buying from a desktop computer, not a mobile phone, right? So that allowed us to use more words, that those are really good, you know, psychographic and demographic stuff. Who buys your books and why they buy it? So uh, I could... We could do another show on this, and Mike, I want to be respectful to your time. But uh, listen, you're you're preaching, you know, my 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 marketing gospel. I mean, a you know, focus, singular focus. People appreciate that these days. We've already shared that. That's why shorter books, I think, work better oftentimes. Um, but a focus message. So whether it's a landing page, and 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 and. and that's the beauty, I always encourage our clients, like that's the beauty of writing a shorter book rather than one 300-page book. If you have three 100-page books, now you have three marketing funnels, three landing pages, and, and, and able to put a different message in front of different people that might, one might resonate with them, one might not. So yeah, you're definitely you know, preaching the gospel there, Jeff. Is there anything else, Jeff, regarding the use of your books in your business, whether it's lead generation, client gifts, is there anything that you're doing that you'd want to share with how you're using the books? Yeah, three three quick uh, things kind of bubble up in my being when you say that. So so one is uh, they definitely um, solidify us as an expert in the space, right? It has, uh, el- second, elevated uh, just my personal stature in, in, in the industry. Again, not thumping my chest here, but but when when you on these books now you you write these books now we're on covers of insurance pieces and that helps our brand, right? Um, and the third part it is it it has allowed us to think more longer term than, than we have, right? So um, we've got a brand now. We can think longer term about how we're going to use this brand and how we're going to be sophisticated about this. And then. Um, the, the easiest piece is we've grown 25% uh, in the last few years. And people think, oh, my God, that's how do you grow 25%? Some grow faster, obviously. But how do you, but, but, but doing this book has shown us, look, if you sell 1,000 books, all you have to sell to grow 25% is 1,250. And so that might mean only five more a day or two more a day. And so uh, the same things happens in our insurance space. If we insure 1,000 private jets, all we have to do is insure 250 more or 1,000 homes or 5,000 cars. You see, so it, it's allowed us to break it down instead of just saying, oh, my God, 25%, but to be very myopic, very disciplined, and very intentional about which product line, right? Like you've written so many books to think 25% of all of them is crazy, but it's like, hey, on my last book, just do this was yours? Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, you know, how do I get that one 25%? So that's been a good, a good thing for uh, – for us four now five books that you've written there's probably a speed bump or a mistake that was made somewhere along the line maybe not but if there if there were and you'd want to share it with somebody just to warn them what would it be yes anybody that has done this if i'm speaking to an experienced professional or someone just starting it look this is an exercise in fitful, difficult, sometimes depressing days. You can't get anything onto the paper, right? And then when you've written your best stuff, you come back to it the next day and say, well, that's excrement. What did I think that was great for, right? And so you 
are not alone, my friend. We all wrestle with this. Uh, it, uh, it's, it's cathartic in one way, right? It's really good, kind of like driving a long distance trip to get into your mind. But there are other times where the words are painful to get out. And so um, you're not alone. We've all gone through it. And anyone that tells you they haven't is lying to you, right? <laughs> so that's, uh, that's what kind of presented itself in my mind after you asked that. So what about, uh, Jeff, someone who's listening to this and hasn't even written that first book yet, or maybe they started and they, they never finished it. What word of encouragement would you give someone about writing that first book or getting that book done? Yeah, get started, right? Just get started. There's so many firms such as yours, right? That can assist you and help you and, and give you guidance, right? So um, do like I did, stand on someone's shoulders, stand on Mike's shoulders, right? Stand on somebody's shoulders and, and get a, a lift up. Everyone's done it every, and you can only help yourself by doing it too. So just get started. So, Jeff, as we wrap up here, I've recently rebranded this podcast. And it's now the Author Factor Podcast. And, uh, you know, I came up with that concept because I was trying to share what I believe, it, you know, what does it mean to be a business owner, author? How does being a author as a business owner and writing books around your business, you know, what is the impact that could have? What is the, 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 you know, the value to you, to your clients, to your customers? What does the author factor mean to Jeff Arnold? You know, it's a validation of 31 years in this business. And, um, you know, no, no one really knows what you do or my, in my space, respects insurance. It's just a commoditized product. It is absolutely differentiated us, differentiated me um, in, in, in this space. And so, again, sharing with you my story growing up was a difficult ADD-filled childhood. And I, I was a menace to teachers. And to be able to turn around and commit the written word and sell them and then have them tell them be bestsellers. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic experience. Um, I wish it for everyone. I wish I could just tap you on the shoulder. It happens to you uh, and everyone. Um, and, and if you're on the fence about doing it, the worst it could happen is you could fail. And then your second book will be a success. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good. Well, listen, Jeff, this has been awesome. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, congratulations on the growth and all that you've built. That's very cool. How can our listeners learn more about you personally? How can they learn more about your business? Where can they get your books? Yeah, two simple websites, uh, jeffarnold.com and then uh, writeshore, it's R-I-G-H-T-S-U-R-E.com. And thank you again so much for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you. And to my listeners, thank you. And if you found this podcast helpful, please help me grow by sharing with your network and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Till next time, this is Mike Capuzzi. Thank you for listening to the Author Factor Podcast. To learn more about Mike's unique short book publishing opportunities, please visit bitesizedbooks.com.